0: What is that stuff? Speak. Silly putty with a fang. Three and a half weeks. Two continents, five countries, one island, about 9,000 miles, and I was wasted. Right now, I was looking forward to miles and miles of nothing happening. Except sleep. Welcome home. <laughs> no. I'm so, I don't know what the hell just happened to me. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're like something hits you at the right moment and you can't stop laughing about it? No. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what just hit me before we started that, but I'm like I'm feeling a little loopy this afternoon. Maybe cuz it's cuz we haven't recorded in 2 weeks. <laughs> it has been 2 full weeks. That's crazy. What's oh, what's God. wrong with us? Okay. There's too much wrong with us, and we can't get into it right now. (laughs) But it's also right. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I'm your host, Dave (laughs) Champa. (laughs) I'm your other host, Greg Klein. Oh, this is Mullets and Memories, episode 58. Today, Greg and I are going to be talking about season three, episode 14, The Odd Triple. Now, a little bit of a caveat to our listeners here for this episode. Um, So we're recording. It's uh, Wednesday, August 23rd. The deal with this episode is that Greg and I were supposed to watch it together... And then record it two weeks ago because we took last week off because we both ended up going away on vacation separately. We just weren't going to be in contact. So the, the, de- the deal was we were supposed to record this two weeks ago. That didn't happen <laughs> because Greg and I, we just ran out of steam really quickly after that episode and just, just didn't have it in us to sit down and nope, record another 45 completely minutes. Completely burnt out. So we left, parted ways. We didn't talk for about a week. We, he, you know, Greg, you were out of cell range. I, I only had my cell phone to communicate with the people I was at the camp with, mm-hmm. and got back tonight to record. Don't really remember much about this episode, <laughs> no, because we watched it two weeks ago at um, the end of the night. I remember bits and pieces of it. I mean, I have my plot synopsis, so this could be a really quick episode. So I'm you know, betting it will be—it's totally on par with the way we've been treating this oh, entire. Oh adventure. God, yes. Let's just do it. Let's see what happens. See well, what we can remember. What, but what I love is that, like the the next two episodes, we have literally watched less than twelve hours ago, so it's so much <laughs> fresher in our minds. But like this one is like two weeks. I'm like, I, uh, Dalton was in it. So if you think <laughs> that's that's all I remember, listen to next week's episode. Seriously, the week after that. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. So I guess no, not next week. Yeah, next week? This, yeah. wait, this is released This will be Friday. Friday's episode. Yeah, listen to so Tuesday's episode. So listen to episode. Tuesday's episode. You can I'm shut all, it off now if you confused. want. I'm all confused. So we take two weeks off we're, and we go to shit. <laughs> yeah. We're back on our twice a week schedule. So this is Friday's episode. So if you, if you don't want to hear anything from this point forward, shut the podcast off and just wait for Tuesday because I guarantee you next Tuesday's episode will be a whole hell of a lot better than what we're about to get into right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I'm probably going to do is I'll probably just read word for word. My plot synopses. Oh, let's see if we can brainstorm and remember. This will be kind of fun. This will be like um, you know trying to trigger our memory. I think that's the best. <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. Um, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but I will. I will do my best to uh, to try to keep us on track here, but probably not going to happen. Please do, David. So, what do you say? Should we get into it? Let's get right up in that. You want to just you want to just fight about it for a little while? Let's or? fight about it. Stop judging me <laughs> Alright, this is the end of the episode Did you like it, Greg? I thought it was good yeah. Except that I didn't like that one part with that guy in it I thought that was dumb I thought it was really dumb I hated I hated everything about it I didn't like anything to do with the airport What airport? That was stupid There's an airport in <laughs> with this? With can- the guy punching the kangaroo too Oh yeah, that was fun I thought I, I thought it. that was the best part I it was stupid Oh right. yeah, but that's coming back to me About an airplane and a jewel heist Yes, yes And they're like Mac and Jack are like pilots for hire or something, oh, like, that's right. 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 So they get my- they piles for hire, and they end up. MacGyver like, comes back off of vacation, which is what we just heard. Not vacation. Doing something. Right. And all he wanted to do was come back and relax. But freaking Jack okay. is in his damn houseboat. He's broken into his houseboat hey, and made buddy. himself at home. Hey, buddy. What's up? <laughs> and you hear MacGyver. No. No. I don't want to do this. I don't want to anymore. do this. And Jack basically says, I met this woman at a blah, 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 at some diamond auction or whatnot. Right. Who bought all this stuff, and her pilots are sick or something, and she wants to fly back to wherever her home is. Right. And Jack's like, I'll do it. Yeah. Jack's like, so her name is Elena Iturbe. And like Greg just said, like she's she's the new owner of this like huge diamond collection. I think it's, uh, was it was the Lupescu. Who knows? Lupescu. It, it's a diamond collection. And, and like you were saying, Greg, like, the pilot is gone. Like sh- She can't find her pilot. So she needs somebody to fly her back to France with this diamond collection. And there's Jack Dalton. Jack's like, yeah, I'll do it great let's let's jump right into this and she's like well i need a, you need a co-pilot and she's like he, jack's like i know exactly who i'm gonna do yeah so jack has now moved in because he lost all his money of course as jack does yeah Jack. he has nowhere dick. to live so he's oh. a nomad so he lives with macgyver now so he's like macgyver listen you got to do this for me okay you got to do this one thing and so macgyver actually like rips into him at this point he's like yeah Every time you come into my life, something bad happens, <laughs> and I fall for it every single time. And he's just like, he's laying into him. And Jack, I don't even remember what he says, but he has this moment of just like, he's like, yeah, but I really need you as my co-pilot. All right, but this one last time, I promise, that's it. And then so, I'm done. So I'm I'm getting increasingly pissed off at MacGyver because Jack is just a piece of work. Yeah, He lies to everybody. He cheats everybody. Right. It all ends up being okay. Yeah. But- it could easily be everyone's dead. Right. Cuz Jack's a dink. Right. That's he is. He's like he is he's the friend that like you know, he's known him forever. He's probably his oldest friend in the world, but he's that friend that you just can't shake. Like as right. as hard as you try and as hard as you want that friend to just be out of your life, he just keeps showing up and unfortunately in Jack's case, it is under the worst case scenarios. Oh, it's so bad. I lost my money. I have this. I've got another scheme. Let's do I got fly-by-night, fly by night this. I've got my taxi cab, but I need your help. It's everything is I did this 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 and this by myself but now I need your help mm-hmm. to complete that task Like and so friends like Jack like I I would not be friends with them anymore No uh-uh no I would not No I'd not free, not one I'd, bit. I'd freeze him out completely I'd be like nope I'd stop taking his calls I'd take myself yeah. off the grid mm-hmm. Jack would find me though he would. I think, I think Jack just does that. Like He, he you, has that you'd ability. You'd go to sleep, and he'd be like in the bed next to you. You didn't even see him. Exactly. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, boy. Hey, hey. listen. I got this new scheme I'm working oh, on. Oh, shit, I mean, Jack. Come on. I told you to get out of my house. I said no. <laughs> or are you like, you're taking a shower, and you turn around, and he's in the shower with you and <laughs> in, his, in his outfit and his leather jacket <laughs> and his he's, pile of hat. He's fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Look, when you're done taking the shower, come on outside. I, I want to show J- you something. Jack. Get out of my shower! <laughs> um, so, as as MacGyver does, and uh, part of the reason why I can't give this episode flying marks is he immediately he just he I, I mean it was reluctantly, but he does he eventually agrees and he's like yeah all right I'll be your co-pilot let's let's go meet this woman at the airport and we'll fly her to France which sounds insane in a tiny little mini jet like it's yeah. not even a full on, it's like a, so. They're they're on the west coast of the United States. That's what I've decided. They're out in the west coast. Yes, and they're going to fly to France in a private jet. Right, and one like a like a before G fives were a thing, like a plane of that size, maybe a little smaller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that wouldn't make it. No, and we don't know. Like we don't see it stop for refueling. No, so it had to go from west coast to east coast, and then from east coast all the way across the ocean to land in France. And I've flown from Boston. To Paris mm-hmm. in a plane, it's at least a twelve-hour flight. Is it? Yeah. It, uh, it was, okay. I think it was twelve-hour flight. But then from California to the East Coast is six hours. Yeah. So that's an eighteen-hour flight in that little plane. Nope. On that tank of gas. Nope. We're gonna hope. We're just gonna assume that they stopped on the East Coast. I, I to think refuel. I think the plane was flying on Jack's bloated ego. <laughs> Probably because that could go for thousands of miles <laughs> he's gonna yeah. ego the size of the united states and you notice how like they mm. were all wearing the same thing like they flew straight through yeah they got off the plane in france and they wore the exact they had the exact right. same outfits on uh. um, so they get to the so they get to the airport and jack's getting ready to start the plane up and uh two men arrive as they're getting ready to take off, and Elena... So this is after they land at the airport. Oh no, this no, is- this is when they're ready to take off, and these right. two men arrive, and Elaine is there with her diamonds, and she says to them, "She's like, those men are thieves. Like we need to get, we need to get up, we need to get in the air now." Yeah. So they start running, and Jack gets the plane moving, and MacGyver gets on an emergency truck, and he starts using the foam on the back of the emergency truck. You, you know, fire truck, fire truck. Um, I'm sorry, an em- Fine, fuck off, Greg. <laughs> It's been two weeks. <laughs> and emergency get, on, to the get emer- on the emergency get, and, and spray them with emergency fuel, emergency juices. He uses foam David from Champa. a fire truck to slow them down, just long enough. You mean fire suppression liquid? Shut up! It's foam. <laughs> <laughs> he used he uses a caulking agent. <laughs> <to shoot. laughs> Shut up, Greg! It's it's, it's just a, a gigantic pastry gun. <laughs> That's all it is. But that's, all, that's really all it does, because it's just like you get the prat Falls and the slipping and falling, right, they're and they're sli- covered in this Covered foam. in this foam. It's, it was pretty good. It was well done. It was. It was. But it was just long enough so that MacGyver could chase the plane down the runway as Jack's trying On to take off. Yes. So this is the thing. The plane was in the hangar, and these guys show up, and Jack immediately leaves the hangar, like in the plane, right. while MacGyver's spraying these guys down with foam. And then they just take off. Yeah. They just take off. There's no there's no queue on the runway. There's nope. no they don't get an okay from the control no, tower. MacGyver they run- just take off. He chases it down the runway, gets on the plane. They're on their way so to So right at the bat, if that happened, it's amazing they didn't get hit by another plane. Right. Or or they would have sent other planes after it right exactly (laughs) exactly um so they're in the plane you know elaine is there with her jewels macgyver's in now and so she basically she tells jack and macgyver she's like listen i called the authorities on these two men i they're going to be arrested um so we should be all set once we get to france so we just we don't have to go back or do anything you have to you caused all this ruckus at an airport right you caused an incident i guess that's (laughs) this is back when airports were more like bus stations sure <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> yeah okay so they're on their way over there and elena is like you know macgyver you're pretty lucky to have a, such a trustworthy friend in jack <laughs> MacGyver's like hint hint okay um jack's uh macgyver's like listen um he doesn't really approve macgyver doesn't really approve of her spending all this money on the jewels yeah and elena's like well what are you gonna what would you do with the money if you had it MacGyver's like well I'd probably give it to medical research. And is yeah. like, no, you know what I'd do? I'd celebrate with a bottle of champagne from my wine cellar. Okay, bye. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and then shut she, down. And then she leaves. I spent whatever it was, fifteen, thirty million dollars. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna buy a big bottle of champagne, I'm gonna drink it in my wine cellar. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm done. Oh. Give it to medical research. Shut up. <laughs> You saw what happened to What's-Her-Name in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she got old real fast. She got old. We know what happens with accelerant. Yeah. <laughs> Growth accelerant. <laughs> Growth accelerant. So they arrive at uh, in France. I think it's Toulon is the name of the town. Uh-huh, I think so. So they arrive there, and Elena gets on the horn with her assistant, and she says, listen, meet us at the airport in five minutes. So they land, and Elena's like, listen, take that airplane to the hangar. I'm going to move ahead and I'm going to make sure that everything's here and we're, we're good to go. So she gets on the helicopter. She takes off. And as soon as that happens, this douchebag instructor, inspector, instructor, shows up and he's <laughs> like, you guys are under arrest for robbery. Excuse me. What? And they're like, I'm sorry. What? In a really thick French accent. Asshole says what? <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're on. You're under arrest. Like you're, you're under arrest for theft. Mm, but no, shouldn't we get a prize for having this plane make it all the way across the Atlantic Ocean on one tank of fuel? Right, at least probably a good couple ten, five, ten thousand miles. Come 18 on, eighteen hours on one tank of gas is that amazing? Jack coasted it on fumes. Literally, <laughs> the engine, the engine just blew up. Like, went and ran out of fuel halfway across the ocean. Yeah, right. And just coasted on the wind. <laughs> so, use <Yeah>. thermal updrafts. <laughs> What's the episode, the first episode we see him where he flies into the mountain? He, ch- he catches the updraft so he can get himself off the ocean before the guy bails. Remember that? Oh, oh, you're talking, that's the one where the, his plane was full of like, cocaine. It was full of something. cocaine and the guy yeah. got spooked and he threw flew out and like Jack like caught the updraft. Right. And then bailed before it crashed. Into <laughs> he just pulled the house. same yeah. trick again. That's exactly what he did. But he was only halfway across the ocean so somehow he made it the other half yeah. across there. So anyway, so they get arrested. And this guy's name is Andres, I think his name was. Mm. And so he takes Jack and MacGyver into the office and he's like, listen, that woman that you flew to France, that's not the real Elena. What do you mean? Like we found the real Elena bound and gagged in her hotel room back in Los Angeles. With the pilots. With the pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Like we found them all like in their hotel room. Like you just flew like a jewel thief. Yeah. Across the ocean into, into France. Right. And this guy does not believe that it was a mistake, right? And Mac is like pissed at Dalton. Yeah, he's like, "Duh, of course he is. Of course he is." Because what what is Jack good for but getting them into a shitty heap of trouble? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he has no purpose. So when Jack's like, "Well, I'm, I want to meet with my lawyer. I'm gonna. Do, that's I, I deserve that at least." And, and, and the inspector's like, "Well, we're gonna go ahead and solve this crime by ourselves, no matter what it takes." And I'm gonna get a promotion, and I'm gonna get a medal for this. And mm-hmm. then he burns their passports in front of them and was like, you're not going to be meeting with the embassy anytime soon. It's like, what? Like, really? What? <laughs> this is like Gestapo shit. Yeah, yeah, you said that two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. That literally, yes. That's what you said. <laughs> you like, thing? this is Gestapo bullshit right here. Like, what? Yeah. What? So then we meet the fake Elena. And her real name is Leanne. Oh, Yeah. And she flies out to a winery. Oh, yeah. And the winery is owned by uh, her partner, whose name is Paul Danae. Now, Paul is played by uh, Vernon Wells, who we may mm-hmm. remember from the season one, I think episode five, way, way back mm-hmm. in the heist, where he played Catlin. Yes. The judo chop master. <laughs> right. With the Nintendo <laughs> sticks. With a <laughs> beard that looks yes. like our friend Wes. He looked exactly the same in this, except he... I think he had a different accent, but he was wearing a suit and tie. No, he had a, like an Australian accent, I Did thought. he have the yeah. accent? I feel yeah. like it was lesser in the heist back in season maybe one. Maybe he tried to mellow it out. Or maybe he was trying to do the same accent and he just couldn't do it. <laughs> unless it's uh, unless I, I think he really did. I, that sounded pretty authentic. I, don't, I yeah. don't know where he's from. I don't know I anything about him. I think he is Australian, him. but anyway. Hence it was good, of our show. It was good to see him. Yeah, I was happy. That was, he, he, I liked him in the heist. He was one of the highlights of that episode. George Kaplan. George Catlin? Catlin. Oh, George. George Kaplan. That's what I keep calling that. So his name is Paul Dene. Hello, Mr. Dene. And he is the other owner of the winery along with Leanne. And so Leanne was like, "Uh, listen, my guys didn't show up to fly me back to France. So I I went ahead and hired Jack, who brought his buddy MacGyver along. And Dene is like, all right, listen, these buyers, like the guys who are coming for the diamonds, like they're going to be here a little bit later and uh we can't have anybody interfering with this so i'll go ahead and have macgyver checked out i'm like well, what about jack right jack's the loose cannon Right, <laughs> like, jack's the weird one <laughs> you're gonna check macgyver out though okay fine, fine whatever um so andres brings in uh head of security mm-hmm. into this interrogation with with jack and macgyver and he looks at him and he's like wait that's one of the guys that tried to stop us at the airport yeah they're like who what the fuck is he doing here and the, the, Russell, this guy's name is Russell, and he's like, listen, my boss doesn't care what happens to these guys as long as they get the jewels back. Yeah. Like, as long as Elena, so Russell is the real Elena's head of security. Okay. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, I don't care what happens to these guys, I just want these fucking diamonds back. Yeah. And you're going to get them for me. So he's not helping them at all. No. No Hel- one's really going to help them. Mac and Jack. and Jack. No one's going to help Mac and Jack. Nope. Nope, not under any circumstances. But one person is back at the Phoenix Foundation. Pete is anxiously awaiting another phone call from MacGyver, as I feel <laughs> like he does every couple episodes. I know. Hey, Where's Mac, what's the what's his uh, what's his receptionist name? Betty. Be- Betty. <laughs> sure. is it Betty. So I don't know. the receptionist, he's like, he's like, hey, MacGyver, call in yet? No, no Pete. Pete. you been sitting here for thirty-six hours. Go to sleep. <laughs> he's supposed to call me thirty-six hours ago, and he never picked up the phone. <laughs> okay, well, he he hasn't called yet. Yeah. So he he checks his answering machine, and there is a message from MacGyver, and he's calling from France, and he's like, listen. No, was it from France? No, I thought it was on us Oh, no, it wasn't. Not yet. No, because he basically says, he's like, yet again, Pete, I have been conned into helping Jack. I am on my way to France to bring these jewels to France. Right. Basically. And Pete, at the same time, has a... A uh, newspaper right out in front of him it says uh, jewel heist so and so like cl- like uh, um, tied up and gag bound and gag like pilots and all this shit. Right. He's like, wait a minute, what? And he puts the two and two together, like MacGyver. What did you do? What did you do, MacGyver? And I think he has a moment too, where he just he realizes like this is totally Dalton. Like, but of course, yeah. Dalton's gonna con him into doing something that ends in an international jewel theft. <laughs> yeah. That is beyond MacGyver's control. Exactly. And so Pete's just rip shit at him now. Right. And so, oh, he hates Jack. Oh, he hates him. He hates him. And it's so funny that they've known each other for what eight, nine years now. Yeah. At this point, and he still hate, he can't stand Jack. Right. Like, I would not. I wouldn't do anything with Jack. No. No. I wouldn't even go drinking with him. Nope. As we, you know, he's just he's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow I can't I can't help but like him. Eh. And I don't know what it is. There's something. I don't want to use the word smarmy. <laughs> There's no. something. Charmy about him. <laughs> There's something Charmy about him. Yes, he's just he has it's the it's the mustache. He's just a sweetheart, he but is. he's a dick. Oh, he's awful. So, so Andre and Russell are getting ready to torture Jack uh, and MacGyver um, and uh, Mac and Jack. Uh, they end up staging a fight. Well, m- m- Jack's like, oh my god, oh my god, I don't, I can't stand pain. I can't do it. You start with him. But the funny thing is, they're just standing there and they're not tied up or anything. I know i can't do this i can't i can't stand torture i can't do it he completely wimps out on everything right and then macgyver's <clears> like <throat> shut up you know and they start going at it right they start pretend fighting and then while the guards aren't looking they beat the shit out of them yeah they just completely knock them out and they escape of course yeah. because not only are they together in the interrogation room but the door's unlocked <laughs> right the door's unlocked and they're untied <laughs> so right um so they're trying to figure out how they're going to clear their name so they have to try to find the fake Elena, mm-hmm. or her name is Leanne, but we'll call her Fake Elena. Fake Elena. Um, they're gonna okay. try to get these jewels back um, from Fake Elena. Okay, so but they run outside of the police station pretty easily, yep. and then hide in a truck. Yep. And I love this because then MacGyver starts trying to like calculate the distance and the direction the helicopter took after Fake Elena took off, right, to bring the diamonds out to where she's so. And so he figures he's like, all right, so here, here's where she ended up, and they end up realizing that he does a, he has a flashback. To her talking about how when she what she's going to do with the money is she's going to open up the big bottle of champagne at her winery. Yeah. So they're able to like deduce based on the direction of the helicopter in the distance that it's going to be at this exact winery. Yeah. So that's so that we like we just cut to the next shot and they're out in front of the winery. Oh, they're pretty clever, aren't they? Sure are. They're pretty smart. They just drive to the winery. Those guys are pretty <laughs> smart. How's your belly, by the way, Greg? It's okay. <laughs> It's all right. Uh, <laughs> I've been having belly issues the Do you think a glass of days. wine would help? Yes. Yeah? I don't have any, sorry. Oh, damn it, I still David. have your Miller High Life from upstairs in the fridge. Oh, geez. From two weeks ago. I had one the other night, and it gave me a stomach ache. Yeah, the stuff's... I don't know if it's just the, the beer itself, but... This stuff's rugged. I got a tummy ache. So you can bring it home with you if you want, or we can just leave it for a couple more months. Yeah, and just put it out in a hot car. <laughs> That'll be better. That'll <laughs> help your stomach ache. So, so Jack and MacGyver climb over the fence, because there's nobody there. Yeah. Guarding it. Um, But we do see later that there's just guys walking around with like AK-47s and machine guns. Right. Like guarding the winery. Really subtle. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. They want to keep this all hush-hush. Yeah. Don't have your guards brandishing weapons all over the place. That's idiotic. There's no reason to do that. So there's like these – they're like security cameras – up, up above, but down, down below on the ground. There's these like eye beams. Oh, right, that are like emitting like obviously like an invisible laser. So they have to like step over each one, which doesn't make sense. This is weird. It's weird because they're in like they look like big outdoor fermenting vessels. Yeah, like they're big. They look like silos. But yeah, I- this is a winery. I'm gonna assume it's fermenting vessels. What I that was what I imagined. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, there's maybe six or eight or mm-hmm. ten of them, like in a couple rows, and they hop the fence and they get into this area, and that's when they notice these. These motion sensors on at ground level, right? So they have to just—they really just have to take a step over, yeah—and then they've cleared it exactly. Which I don't know why they're there, right? Uh, There's no reason. If to, it's a winery, it's supposed to be a real winery, right? I don't and know why they're there. I'm not sure why they're, if they're really afraid of somebody breaking into the wine. Like it just doesn't make sense why there would be a motion sensored beam at ground level. But right, we find out why because a rabbit. <laughs> A white rabbit shows up in the middle of the winery <laughs> that came in from somewhere. We don't know where. Nope. But Jack has this goofy moment where he's like, stop. Stop walking. Stop moving. He's stop, like trying rabbit. to get the rabbit to, get to stop. Rabbit, stop. Because MacGyver's already well ahead. He's cleared it and he's already and, he's And where, Jack's yeah. like following him. But then this freaking rabbit rabbit shows up. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Right. So and then what happens? <laughs> so the rabbit, of course, sets off one of the beams because he de- rabbits don't listen. No, nope. because they can't understand what you're trying to tell them. <laughs> so the rabbit jumped across the beam. A guard captures MacGyver, but before they can see Jack, Jack grabs the rabbit and hides and immediately bites its neck. No, <laughs> just starts destroying. I fucking told you to stop. And starts tearing it apart, slamming it against the side of the fermenting <laughs> vessels. <laughs> <Wow>. you, rabbit. <laughs> So, yeah, he grabs the rabbit and just takes off. He just bails. I know. What happens to the rabbit? I don't know, because we never see the rabbit again. Do you think he head out in the woods and had rabbit stew for dinner? I think so. <laughs> yeah, Jack, he doesn't come back for, like, eight hours. because He's just, he, like, like, ravenously. He, he dressed dred- the rabbit and went out and found, like, wild mushrooms and <laughs> potatoes and things. He's just, like, ravenously eating with Sasquatch in the woods. <laughs> Okay, Jack, you might want to just rein it in a little bit. Like, he's trying to talk, like the director calls cut, and Jack's <laughs> like... <"R-ra-ra-ra-ra." laughs> all right, uh, Bruce, Bruce, you might want to just rein it in a little bit there, buddy. All right, oh, I was, uh, I was going all method on this one. Yeah, you didn't, this really didn't need to be in the show. We're not sure why you're doing this and why you have no clothes on. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and put your clothes on. We'll just go, go ahead and shoot the next scene with, with, uh, with, with Richard, okay? Okay. So we'll let us know when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Pete arrives in France... And he meets with Andre, who's literally just the least helpful person in the world, obviously, because he's conspiring and he's he's in this whole thing. And he's trying to he's trying to like he's doing this all for personal gain, basically. So he right. doesn't want anybody else involved because he's a shit. And so he's like, he goes, he goes, Mr. Thornton, I want to warn you, if you interfere with this, I'm going to deport you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, okay. wait, what? Okay, fine, Dick. It's like so that that's like that's the first and one of the only times we see them like really have that moment, because then he's like, Yeah, if you if you get in the way of me, you're fucking out of this country and you're not coming back. Oh, okay. Well, Pete's like, fine, I'm gonna take care of this myself then. Right. Exactly. Suck it. So yeah, Pete takes matters into Suck his own it. hand as he does, and he does this often to save MacGyver's life, because MacGyver's his best friend. I know. Oh, MacGyver and Pete. <sighs> so They should they should get an apartment together. Maybe I can go ahead and uh, sit this one out for a little while. Okay. Right, just, just take, 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 why don't you just stop MacGyver, talking? MacGyver, I love you. Just stop talking for a while there, Jack. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Jack. so fake Elena um, finds out that Danae is sort of kind of has this plan he's going to kill MacGyver. He's like, MacGyver's not, he's going to get in the way. Right. And fake Elena, she pretty much just objects to that. She's like, no, like, this deal, like, we had a deal. Like, nobody was going to get hurt during right. this. And uh, Danae is like, nope, I'm not going to endanger my reputation. Yeah. I'm going to take you captive too. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look, if, yeah, like he put up a lot for this and he got the, the jewels that, so he could sell them. Right. And uh, MacGyver's a loose end. I mean. Right. Which I'm surprised they didn't think about. Exactly. Like what? What? So she was like, I don't want anyone to get hurt. What was she thinking of conning these two guys to fly her back to France? Right. Right. Exactly. Just that they like, this- would go to prison? That's it? Like, yeah, I think, or did she, did she just assume that they were going to, like, let her go, and that'll be it? Like, they weren't going to see any more of her, you know? Maybe. maybe, I don't know. You mean physically hurt or, like, locked up for the rest of your life? Either or. Like, it just, yeah, it just doesn't really make sense, because, yeah, she's just like, no, like, no one's going to get hurt in this, and Danae's like, no, no, we're going to kill him, and we're going to go ahead and just take you captive, too, because now you've become a variable. Right. And so they tie MacGyver and Fake Elena up to a couple of wine casks in yeah. the cellar. Like, we say wine, like gigantic. They're, they're enormous. Like aging vessels. Yeah. They've been. Yeah. Th- they've clearly been down in the basement of this winery for a long, yeah, long time. Enormous. Probably like eight feet tall. Yeah. And like 10 feet deep barrels. Yeah. Big. They're big. They've got a lot of wine in and there. And of course, they tie them up to those yep. somehow. Yep. Absolutely. And right across from each other, so they can talk to each other. So, um, Danae is like, so once I, once these jewels are sold, he's like, I'm gonna come back and kill you guys. So just just don't go anywhere. So why wait? Kill him now, right? What? Conventions of television. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, so Danae is gone, and, and fake Elaine is like, I'm really sorry that I got you into this. And, and I'm sure, and I'm sure Jack's, Jack's going to come back for us. You always, you know, MacGyver's like, Jack's going to come back for us. He always does. Yeah. She doesn't say that. Right. MacGyver's do- like, Jack's coming oh, back. Oh, Jack's for coming us. back. She's like, what do you mean? He's my friend. Cause, yeah, I think even though MacGyver really does hate him. I think MacGyver knows. Like, like. do you think MacGyver legit hates Jack Dalton? No. No. I, he, I don't think he really hates him. I think he really cares about him. Yeah. And that's why he helps him so much. I think at the end of the day, he knows that Jack's heart is in the right place, and Jack's going to do what he needs to do to help. And so he knows that Jack's going to be back. Like, he's not going to just Jack's leave his Jack's going to be back to save Mac and fake Elena. <laughs> so this is, I actually like this scene. Where Jack is trying to hire some local criminals. Oh, that this was great! Whole, this whole sequence up to like when he's in, and when he puts on the disguise. So he's trying to hire some like local thugs to help break MacGyver out. And uh, one of these guys, one of the crooks, he has this. He has a photo of Jack, and the crook he goes. The crook looks at the photo and looks oh, right, at Jack, right. and then just like knocks Jack out. all oh, right, right. One of the, you see Jack wandering around France somewhere, Paris, who knows? Yeah, being very American. And just saying everything in English. Hey, you want to try to blend in? Maybe not. Right. Trying to find these these criminal guys to help him out. Yeah, and this one guy, you see a close-up of him. Yep. Has like a photo, like a surveillance photo of Jack Dalton. Right. And identifies him and just waits for Jack to come over to him. Right. To ask him, hey, can you help me out? And he's like, okay. Boom. Bam. Knocks him unconscious. Cold cocks him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Took him down right. He's just crumpled in a heap, hauls, right? At the, right, at like falls off. Bam, and then Jack is that. What's next, Jack? So what, what, what's next? We, we see, he does wake up, but we cut back to MacGyver who's trying to slip free of of the rope. So oh, what he right. does was he he turns the spigot on. The over get on head. the cask, right, and it starts dripping wine down because the, the, the you know everything it's just going to make his hands just slippery enough to get out, and I don't know I, the whole time I'm like you're wasting a lot of wine. yeah, it's just like running to, down to saturate his, his hands and the rope and everything to loosen everything up, and he right. does he works himself free, and he slips out and he frees fake Elena, and she says to him, like listen, the only way that we're going to get out where there are no guards is through that door right there. However, that door is double barred. And it's made out of steel. Yeah. So, okay. But it's unguarded. So if we can get that door open, yeah. we're home free. Perfect. Great. Okay. So MacGyver spots an even larger wine cask behind them. On wheels. On wheels, of course. In the absolute correct path that if it were to be propelled somehow, uh huh. it would crash through that door yeah. and break them out. Okay. <laughs> sure. So... He's like, of course, he starts putting together this plan. He gets these like compressed gas cylinders, and he starts like laying them out at intervals yeah. in the back of that. So obviously he's going to use those. And he's because gonna... there's a bunch of compressed gas cylinders lying around this winery. Of course there is. Because why, w- why wouldn't there be? Don't okay. you have compressed gas cylinders in your wine cellar? Oh, yeah, sure. In my wine cellar, yeah. Right. In your 1,000-bottle wine cellar. Oh, my God. It's so good, David. Have you been there lately? How many bottles of wine do you have down there? I haven't filled it. I only have about 875. Uh, see, I have a I have a 5,000-bottle oh. cellar, but I only have one bottle down there right now. So. Oh, wow. So I got a long way to go. Big cavern, then. Yeah. Um, I'm also just... I don't like wine. So that's also part of the problem. <laughs> That's why I don't fill up my wine <laughs> cellar. That's why my wine cellar looks like a murder room. <laughs> oh God! Oh, all the hooks and crannies and little shelves. Did you say hooks and, stuff? and crannies. Hooks and crannies. <laughs> oh, what? we're coming unraveled. We're almost done. I'm sleepy. This Episode's almost over. Okay. Um. So this is when Jack wakes up. We Jack cut back does. To Jack regaining consciousness and realizes that Pete is the one who hired this criminal, mm-hmm. who apparently. Apparently this, this this crook was a lost local a local contact from Pete's DXS days right way course, back because they had a safe was, house in yeah. in France. So Jack's like, listen, here's what's happening. Here's a MacGyver. They kidnapped him and did this, and Pete's like, all okay. right. So Pete knows that Donay has called three buyers in to participate in this auction, and Jack offers Pete, um, Jack offers him some of some of Pete's money, uh, and he offers it to Max, and Max is like, two of the buyers have already gone to the winery, but the third one is actually just checking out of his hotel. Mm -hmm. So Pete and Jack go to the hotel, and they get some big rigmarole with with the buyer, and they end up knocking him out. His name is Bauman. Yeah. And Pete assumes the identity of Mr. Bauman. But as an afterthought. Oh, yes, that's right. That's what gets me. That's right. So they go to the room. to. Right, they had no plan. I going don't know into this. why they had no plan. They went to, to Bauman's hotel room to confront him or something. Right. For what purpose? I don't know. Yeah, I don't get After it. After they kind of knock him out or, you know, subdue him. Right. That's when Pete's like, oh, I should become Bauman. And use his invitation to get into the winery. yes. Like I thought this whole time that was their plan. Okay, I'm gonna take his place. It felt like the whole time. But at the same token, if all these guys are kind of high rollers in this underground jewelry ring, right. Don't you think that they would all know what each other looked like? Maybe not. You would maybe not. I I had imagined that someone could call bullshit like that's not Bauman right if there are these three prestigious buyers coming in to purchase like millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of diamonds uh-huh. you would imagine that they might have some idea of who these people are and what they look like But right. no apparently not because pete's right. gonna go in and he's he's now mr bauman with a terrible french accent no he's german german also an also a terrible accent very yeah so so they get inside and jack is now posing as the chauffeur For Mr. Bauman, he's got this like, you know, little chin strap and this like bushy mustache up at the top because because they had access to all this makeup because Pete clearly has a suitcase full of props wherever he not. Pete uh, Jack Jack clearly has a suitcase full of props wherever he goes. Yeah, the great Sheldrake knows and will do whatever he needs to do (laughs) to help his best friend (laughs) That's true. You got to You got to thank him for that. Exactly. So so Pete stalls while Jack kind of goes goes ahead in and, and tries to tries to find MacGyver. Well, yeah, Pete goes. Pete goes in. Jack stays behind with the money, the quote-unquote quote money, fake in, yeah. money, yeah. with the guard at like a little like front desk kiosk in the winery. Right. It looks like a uh, what is that? it? Looks like a front desk at a hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Pete goes off in to start the bidding war on these diamonds. Right. And <laughs> Jack's left behind. It's like, hey, do you want to see what the fifteen million dollars looks like? The, the 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 front desk guy's like. Oh yes. Okay, sure. <laughs> Jack opens the briefcase, and like I think we might have jumped a bit. No, I think we're okay. Oh, yeah. We're we're good. We can jump in. Jack opens the briefcase, and knockout gas sprays in this guy's face, knocking him out because that's what knockout gas does. Right. So so while this all is happening, so Pete is now in the in the in in getting ready to start like the bidding war for yes. the diamonds and and MacGyver and Fake Elena. Have now created a gas-propelled battering ram oh my God. out of this wine cask with like four CO2 tanks or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of gas it was, so, but I'm gonna guess CO2 because it's maybe you know. No, you don't carbonate your wine. No, <laughs> if you're doing it, so you're doing, I don't know if why you're carbonating your wine. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> doing champagne, who knows? But um, I I don't know why they're. Anyway, they they had affixed them to this big trolley that this giant cask is on, with the intent of knocking all the valves off to propel this giant cask right. through the door. Right. Okay. Can you imagine how much you think this cask weighs? A couple of tons. A couple of tons. Yeah. So f- I feel like four gas cylinders is not going to move this thing very <laughs> fast, but it, nearly enough. But when we get there, I mean, it it fucking hums. I know down this right. down this wine cellar. Mm-hmm. So. So Pete is literally just, like, raising this bid. He keeps going up and up and up and up and up, and everyone... Yeah. You know, one guy finally sits out. Pete goes up again. The other guy stays in. Pete goes up again. And the other guy finally ends up sitting out, and he's, like, hesitating, and Pete's like, well, why don't we go ahead and just take a little bit of a break here? Let's just let's just just, just take a breather, all right? You just come back when you're ready. Um, and so the head of security comes in, finds the unconscious guard, and then realizes that Jack is the imposter. He's like, yeah. so... This guy is probably not Bauman. Yeah, Pete is not Bauman, and <laughs> runs down to the auction room, which is just like a wine, another wine cellar room. Right, right, and informs everybody. Yeah, and so Jack ends up. He finds the cellar. So we're talking about two cellars: the cellar that that Mack and Fake Elena are in, and the the other smaller cellar that. Pete as fake Bauman are in. Right, exactly, which is literally right th- on the other side of the wall right. from where Mac and fake Elena are, and now Jack, who has found them. So, so Jack as fake chauffeur. Jack as fake chauffeur, uh, Leanne is fake Elena, and MacGyver as MacGyver <laughs> are, are now in the wine zone. So Robert, the head of security, he shows up there, and, and he locks the door, and they start... Uh, Pete's like realizing at this point, like, okay, so I've been found out. They're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out, there's got to be a way for me to get out of this, and I'm just not sure how it's going to happen. And so fake Elena tells them again, like I just said, the, the auction room is right on the other side of that wall. So they kind of like spin the cask Which makes towards me think, the wall. If that cask was easy enough to spin and roll, it must with not, a not of be people. full of wine. <laughs> must not be full of wine, or they should have just pushed it themselves. Right, right, exactly. So uh, Pete slash Bauman wins the bidding and at the same time that the head of security comes in and captures Pete and he's like, Listen, you're dead. Like you're not actually bound. Yeah. Right. Um so Pete is sort of like trying to stall here, but then Donay comes in, he pulls a gun, he's getting ready to kill him. But as this is happening, Jack and MacGyver have repositioned the cask and then they bang, 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 bang. All four yeah. they knock off the cylinders and they send that cask humming down the pathway to the cellar. Blows through the door, uh, blows through the brick wall, mm-hmm. knocks out Danae, Yeah, knocks out all of his men all at once, it's like scattering from- the jewels all over the place. Right, exactly. Uh, and then Fake Elena picks up a gun and holds the buyers at gunpoint until the authorities can come and arrest them. Yeah, okay. And then we end the episode with Jack being a douche, as per <laughs> usual. And uh, we'll we'll let that we'll let that scene close it out well sorry to bust in on you like this <laughs> what kept you hey are we great or what what a team and since we're already all here together i heard about this sunken treasure 50 million dollars in nazi gold see the ship was torpedoed right off the coast and the gold was lost all we got to do is get a diving bell and three bathing suits it oh jackie baby Ah, oh, jeez and so we obviously didn't see that but like they just Pete and Mac just walk away. Yeah, and, and like, Jack just like, keeps talking. Like, we're done with you. Like, come on, man, really? But this was another one of those, like, sudden-ending episodes. Like, oh, it's all done. It's all resolved. Yep, over. Yep, we still have fake Elena, who's holding all of these people hostage. Yeah. We don't know what happens with them. No. Nope. We just see Pete MacGyver walk away from Jack as Jack's being a Or what's going to happen bang. to fake Elena. Right. Who has committed uh, a very large crime by and stealing these diamonds and, drive- and flying them across like, international waters. <laughs> right. So, we don't know what happens there. Um, so crazy. Yeah. So, but that—that that is, that's it. That's the end of the episode. And uh, my next question to you, Greg, is, did you like it? Uh, mm, not that much. No. I thought it was goofy. Like, Jack is, well... The combination of Jack and Mac always giving in to him is really starting to piss me off. I know because Mac it never stands up to him. And we're only three seasons in, and this has happened more times than I care to. I know, make, like you know, Max always like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, just the Yay, last. Thanks. This is the last time, Jack. Oh, come on, Mac, one more time. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just starting to bug me. Yeah, uh, Jack. Jack's a bit one note. Uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't really have much else. Um, but I, I can't help but like the guy. I like him really. Uh, what, I like. What, him. what would you give this for a rating? Well since I didn't take any notes when we watched it two weeks ago I'll have to make this up right now okay on the fly. go for it do it do it do it um how about w- one mullet for the magic jet that makes it all the way across eight a whatever it is all right I can get behind ten thousand miles without refueling sure yes um uh one mullet for Pete coming to the rescue, like, legitimately. Yeah. By himself. Of course he is. Meaty Pete. And taking on, I guess, the this French inspector, or what did you call him? The French instructor. The French instructor. <laughs> <laughs> the French instructor. <laughs> That's a great accent, David. That was shit. And, uh, so, so do you got, three mullets right now? That's only two. That's two. Yeah, that's so you only did two. one for the flight, one yeah. for Pete, and one for the ins- the inspector. No, 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 no. Not for, and taking on the inspector. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Dumbass. So Jesus, listen to me. Don't you? Can't you listen to me once in a while? You are so can't, hurtful. Can't you listen to me, David? Finish your mullet rating, Gregory. Okay, in my third mullet, um, uh, um, uh, um, the rabbit. Okay the friggin rabbit All I'm right. only gonna give it three Cause it wasn't that great Okay The rabbit Alright All Three right. mullets So I went for A mullet for Dalton Just mm-hmm. cause I can't help but like him Even though he's a dick yeah. Um I did a mullet for For uh, for Donne I liked his character I liked the actor Okay And I just think he brings a level of, of uh, A certain A certain gravitas <laughs> To the show <laughs> really yes gravitas uh gravitas gravitas and then one mullet for the basement winery escape even though it was stupid and ridiculous like i just loved watching this giant cast like (laughs) barreling through a wine cellar so i went with three two okay not not as bad as some of the worst we've seen but definitely not up to the top of what we've seen this season no um it was just kind of goofy and there's just some plot holes that you really you can't help but like just question like the this plane is another one. flying ten thousand or f- It was too big for its own good. Yeah. The plot was You just have said this a thousand times. Like it's just when the episodes where it's just like MacGyver and a handful of people on on home turf yeah. is generally better than like this because this was just too sprawling. Right. It just took place too many different places and just even though it was one place, but just like too many different places even though it was one place. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's Hi. when you're when you're across the ocean and you just involve all these people. You've got the inspector who's there for his own good. Right, all these loose ends that can't be tied up. Right, then you've got the winery owner, then you've got the two buyers, then you've got the third buyer that Pete knocks out, and it's just, you add all these characters. Who was left somewhere. Right. Then you've got real Elena and the, the pilots Right. still bound and gagged in Los and we Angeles. we never learned what happened to their rabbit. <laughs> and the rabbit, we don't know. Did Pete actually, or did, maybe Pete did eat it. I don't know. Maybe Pete <laughs> found it and killed it. Yeah. Um... So yeah, anyway, not, not the greatest episode, but definitely not, not as terrible as we've seen for this, uh, for this show. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so it was good. It was pretty average, right Right down the middle. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty okay. Want to hear what's coming up next week? Oh, I do. Next episode is season three, episode 15, The Negotiator. Oh. The builder of a marina is afraid MacGyver won't approve his billion dollar project, so he hires a beautiful woman to buy him off, or scare him off, or kill him off. Dun, dun, dun. What happens, do you think? Does he get killed off? Yeah, I think that's it. Do you think they scare him off, David? Yes, I think they do. Do you think that they could buy off MacGyver? I think they're going to do all three of them. They're not only going to buy him off, scare him off, kill him off, but they're also going to kiss him off. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. But we'll talk about that in the next episode, so... (laughs) <laughs> That's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. I thought this is actually not the worst we've ever done. No, right? considering this was pretty solid. I didn't take any notes and I watched it two weeks ago. Uh I remembered all of it. I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed with the with this tonight. So that so was good. Thank you all for sticking around. I yeah, we've we all appreciate one of you it for for those of you who are left. Um so yeah, if if you like this episode and you like what you hear and you want to hear more of us, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Blow Your Mind Fourteen, on Facebook at Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind, email address, let us blow your mind at gmail dot com. You can find us on Instagram at Champacline. You can find our website, ChampaKlein.com, dot com, where we will have all of our archived episodes for your for your listening pleasure or not. Listening pleasure or if you just want to bomb our website with terrible, terrible messages, go ahead and do that as well. Mm. We welcome anything. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for the week. So for mullets and memories, I am Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a great week, everybody. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke.